Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And if any of the kids want to come up and sing, that'd be great. Pendleton Center Church. That's Joan Kirkland, sitting where she usually sits for worship. And here she is, sitting in a completely different part of the sanctuary, so she has a chance to meet some new people that sit around her. She would like to invite everyone to do the same thing for the next couple of weeks, to meet some new people and to really confuse the pastors. For first-time visitors, we hope you'll pick up one of our welcome bags at the connection site at the rear of the sanctuary or out at the Welcome and Information Desk. We would like everyone to please put your name on a friendship card so we know you were here. And if you would like to receive our newsletter or need to update information, you can fill that out on the front as well. On the back, you can list prayer concerns, blessings, or notes to the staff. Enjoy your service. We do welcome you to Pendleton Center United Methodist Church this morning. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements. The clipboards that are being passed, and when you receive them, please pass them to the row behind you. Um, the first one is for the fish fries. This past Friday, we kicked off our fish fries that we do throughout the entire Lenten season. We did extremely well, but we need lots and lots of helpers for that. So uh, lots of opportunities to be active in ministry and to be able to work together with other people. Um, so please sign up for that. Also, there's a clipboard going around for cookie donations. Hot Chocolate with God and S'mores are inviting their families to come and worship with us. We want to have a nice celebration and, and reception for them afterwards. So we need some cookie donations for that. Also want to point out, in your, the information is in your little good news, but hospice bouquets will be on sale this Friday during the fish fries and over the weekend uh, of, of next weekend's services. So please be mindful of that coming up. And I think that's it. I think that's it. So let's pray. Gracious and loving Lord, we thank you for your presence for your filling us with your spirit, may you come and be a powerful force in the midst of all of us. May we experience you with your power and majesty, and may you be glorified in everything that we say and do. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to praise your name. Amen. Now hear these words from John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. Jesus said, A new command I give you, love one another as i have loved you so you must love one another by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another this is the word of our lord thanks be to god i'd like to invite you all to stand if you're able as we sing together jesus united by thy grace
Won't you greet your neighbors with the peace of the Spirit? As we return to our seats, I'd like to invite the children to come forward. Come on up, kids. <laughs> wow, look at you all. You look great this morning. I've noticed, however, that there's some of you look kind of the same, and some of you look kind of different. What if I was to take you and divide you up and put boys on one side and girls on the other side? How would you like that? You'd like that. Kids your age <laughs> like that, right? But what if I only talked to the girls and I didn't talk to the boys? Hi, girls. How are you today? It's so nice to see you. How about this? What is this letter that I have here? Girls. Girls only. What is this letter? It's a letter A. What does the letter A stand for? Apple. That's a good one. Or altar. Or, or it could stand for all. Now, wouldn't the boys be kind of upset if I didn't talk to them at all? At all at all? I should talk to everybody, right? Not just a few people. Not just the girls. Not just the ones with striped shirts. Not just the ones with yellow shirts. But everybody because we're supposed to love and care for all people. Now, this letter, I understand, is part of something that Miss Becky's doing today. So one of you needs to take this A with you as you go out. Would you like to take the A with you? I'd like to hear about all the things, all the things that you're thankful for today. If you want to share, raise your hand. Friends and my, my family. Friends and family. Friends and family. Friends and family and animals and the Lord. <laughs> Annie. Friends. The boys are very talkative today. Do the girls? Here's a girl back here that has a. Oh, really? Yes. Well, gosh, I was today. My friends and family. All right. One more. Pizza. 
pizza. I like pizza too. Well, let's pray and thank God for all these things. Lord, you hear lots of thankfulness for friends and for family. The people in our lives are very important, and we do love them, and we try to love them like Jesus loves them. And we love pizza, too, because it tastes good. Lord, thank you for all your blessings, and be with us as we go out and do all the things you want us to do today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All righty, you can head out. This one. <laughs> okay, brother. Good morning. I want to thank all of you for your prayers. You may not know it, but you've been praying me for a while. I was diagnosed with cancer last August. It was kept low-key but like a good recipe, it slowly worked its way through the crowd, so most of you know. I'm on the mend, I'm doing better, but I needed your help to get there. My name's been on the prayer list for a while. When I was at my weakest, every Sunday, when Pastor Lisa kneels and prays for the ill, you prayed for me, and I thank you. I want to thank my family for carrying me through all this. I want to thank the people who took time out of their day to make sure I made it home from chemo. I want to thank you for the cards, the prayers, and the text messages to light up my day. Most of all, I want to thank Susie, who remembered what she told me 34 years ago. In sickness and in health, she never left my side. Thank you all. Praise God for miraculous healing, amen? Amen. God is good. God touches all of our lives. We do not give to God out of obligation. We offer our thanksgiving and our praises, our gifts, our tithes, the gifts that God has given us through talents and um, abilities. We give it all to God because God has blessed us with it first, because we can receive the grace of a loving and faithful God. So as we bring our gifts, tithes, and offerings, Let's bring them not out of obligation, but out of thanksgiving, out of hearts of gratitude, out of hearts of love for our God.
your Father in heaven. It is a blessing and a privilege to come before you this day, to gather together in your name knowing that you are with us, to be able to offer our gifts to you, meager as they are in comparison with your glory, in comparison with all of creation that you have made. Lord, we just ask that you would bless this offering as we offer not only these financial gifts to you, Lord, but also the gift of ourselves back to you. All of our talents, all of our abilities, all of our spiritual gifts, Lord, we just ask in Jesus' name that you take them and bless them. Give us wisdom to know how to best use them for the furtherance of your kingdom that many would be drawn to faith in Jesus Christ, that many would be touched and healed by the ministries of this church that you have called us to do. Bless them all, Lord. We offer them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. I have a, a joy listed here. I don't know if it was announced earlier this morning, but nine, uh, 690 fish fry dinners were sold on Friday. They were sold out. I heard by like 6 o'clock or something like that, it was all gone. And so that's a wonderful blessing that our people, the people of our church and the people of our community want to come in and fellowship together over a nice dinner and, and be able to, um, to just share, to just share. I understand from a couple of people um, that they need help making salads. So when you sign up to do fish fry and stuff, you know, check it, check it out if you're, if you're interested in coming in the morning on Fridays and um, getting the salads ready. They do make them all by hand, and, and they could use a couple of extra hands to make them. So... Um, with um, these joys in our hearts, and I know that there are many uh, requests in your hearts and in your lives. We're going to turn to the Lord in prayer now. You're welcome to join me from your seat where you are or to come to um, either side of the prayer rail and pray with me. Our gracious Heavenly Father, God of all creation, you have called us, you have given us gifts and blessing beyond measure. We come before you now and, and lift up all of those things that are in our hearts, those things that are joyful in our lives, those things that are troublesome in our lives, those things that are painful in our lives. We ask, Lord God, that you would hear us, knowing that we don't even need to ask, because you always hear us. And we can always trust that you answer Lord God, we just come before you now wondering about all the troubles in this world, wondering how long it will be before you come again. 
before you come and change everything in a moment. And Lord, we know that we are to be your hands and feet. Until that time comes, we know that we are to be your light in the darkness. It's a privilege, Lord, and an honor to serve you in this way, as your people, as your church. Sometimes it's hard, Lord. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, sometimes it's scary. To go out beyond these walls to speak into situations that are uncomfortable. We ask that you would prepare us, Lord. Change our hearts. Help us to be more like Jesus, who didn't seem to have any fear at all of walking wherever it was that the Spirit led, talking to people he had not yet met, and asking them to follow him. We pray, Lord God, that your grace and your mercy comes into us and flows through us so that other people will be touched by you, so that other people will be drawn to your presence and drawn to your salvation, so that peace will come out through us. Now, Lord, we pray for those who are sick and infirm. We pray that you would touch them with your healing power. We pray that you would give wisdom to their caregivers. We pray, Lord God, that you would give us wisdom too as we pray with them, as we are those who can impart your healing anointing into them and into their lives that their spirits, their souls, and their bodies will be made whole. We pray for those who are grieving losses, Lord God. We ask in Jesus' name that you would touch them and comfort them. We pray for this too, that we would be strengthened and empowered to speak words of comfort into their lives that we would be able to be your presence with them, that they would have peace and comfort. Lord God, we just lift up right now all of those circumstances and people who are in our hearts and in our lives, who have, whose needs have not been spoken out loud. You know who they are, Lord God in the silence of our hearts now, in the silence of this time, we lift them up to you. Lord Jesus, there are so many so many situations we walk into, so many places you have called us to go. We ask for your empowerment. 
We ask for transformation. We ask that, Lord, while we continue to sing your songs of praise, while we hear the words spoken, let it wash over us and make us new. Let it strengthen us and make us into the people you have called us to be. Be with Pastor Jean as she delivers the message you have given to her for us for this day. Let it be a blessing to her and to us. Lord God, make all of our worship to be a blessing to you. That we may go out from this place and be your light and be your power in this world. That's why we came, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shall we hear from the word of the Lord? Good morning. Our scripture reading today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Hear these words of the Lord. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was very wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but he was short and he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He is gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to see and save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. Every time I read this passage of scripture, this little song goes through my head, and it's one that we learned, you know, in, in VBS and in Sunday school. It's a song that we learned to help us understand the story, and I really like it. I think Zacchaeus appeals to kids because they're small, like he was small. Nobody seemed to notice him, and sometimes kids get that same kind of treatment. Just because they're little, they can feel kind of insignificant, and I think sometimes adults feel that way as well as if no one really notices us, no one really cares about us. 
Well, over the course of Lent, we're going to do this new sermon series, and we've called it the Journey to the Cross because that's what we'll be doing. You can see a pathway up to the cross here. And along the way, we're going to meet some of the people that Jesus met and see the ways that Jesus loved them and how he set an example for us because he has called us to love one another as he has loved us. What's the first step to loving others? I think there are a few things involved. First of all, we have to recognize that God loves us. And it might begin as we seek God, as we go out looking for God, and we find Jesus Christ. And as we begin to know Jesus, we understand that maybe we are lovable. And we begin to love ourselves, because you can't love others until you love yourself. I think some people spend a lot of time putting other people down because they don't feel as though they are very lovable themselves. Maybe Zacchaeus was like that. You know, he had been shunned by a lot of the people in his society just because of the work that he did, not just because he was short, little, small, but because he worked for the Romans, and the Romans were the overlords of Israel. And he collected taxes to pay off the Roman Empire. Zacchaeus had probably become pretty wealthy by doing this job because it was expected that a person in his position would collect not only the money that went to the emperor, but also some extra to go in his own pockets to pay his wage. All the tax collectors did that. Some did it more than others. Now, Jericho, where Zacchaeus lived, was actually a very wealthy town. It was on one of the main trade routes heading into Jerusalem. And so it was pretty easy pickings for the tax man, who was a smart man, to make good money collecting taxes. You can understand a little bit why Zacchaeus was not liked very much by the common people. He was like the IRS guy. He felt... They felt, they felt as if the tax collector was stealing their hard-earned money and putting it into his own pockets, as well as paying off their Roman taskmasters. The religious leaders of the day didn't like Zacchaeus very much either. In fact, they wouldn't even let the likes of him enter into the synagogue for worship. Imagine how lonely this man must have been. Imagine how rejected he must have felt And it's a wonder he had any faith left at all. But Zacchaeus did a very interesting thing. He went out of his way in order to try to see Jesus. Perhaps he had heard about this traveling rabbi, this teacher, and he wondered what Jesus was teaching. Or maybe he had heard about some of the miracles that Jesus did, and he wanted to see some of those. Wouldn't you want to see miracles? I would. Or maybe Zacchaeus was just hoping that he could find something or someone to believe in once more. So Zacchaeus literally put himself out on a limb. He climbed up a tree and leaned over so that he could see over the heads of the crowd and catch a glimpse of Jesus and see who this man might be. As we watch Jesus in the scene, we we see him take the very first step towards showing love to Zacchaeus. And I think that he set the example for us to follow. What does he do? First of all, he notices Zacchaeus up in the tree. 
he sees him. He takes note, and he wants to have a chance to connect with Zacchaeus. And so Jesus calls out to Zacchaeus, come on down, come on down here right now. I'm going to go to your house today. I'm going to be your guest for dinner. How audacious is that? Can you imagine some celebrity coming through down and, and coming to you and saying, I'm going to your house today. Make dinner for me. How would you feel? Oh, I think I'd have to run home and clean my house, first of all. <laughs> then I'd want to go to the store and buy the very best food so that I could make a really awesome meal for him. I would be just totally in awe. In fact, I might even say, uh, no, no, let's, let's not go to my house. Let's go to that nice restaurant over there. I'll buy you a really good meal. Wouldn't that be better? I'd want Jesus to have the very best that I could offer him. But that isn't what Jesus was looking for that day. He didn't care about the meal. He simply wanted to be with Zacchaeus. He wanted to be present with the man where he lived to get to know him a little bit better. He wasn't worried about dust bunnies or dinner menus. He'd be happy ordering pizza and subs. It wasn't the food that he was about. He, he wanted to know Zacchaeus. He wanted to talk with him intimately and to hear what was on the man's heart. And I think Zacchaeus reacted in the way most people would react when we finally notice them. It says in verse 6, He came down at once and welcomed him gladly. Zacchaeus was excited about having a chance to know Jesus on a more personal level, and what an honor it must have been to be noticed and singled out by the teacher. But how did the crowd respond when they heard where Jesus was going? Weren't they shocked and indignant? How could the rabbi want to go into this sinner's house? Didn't he know he would be contaminated by the very presence of this tax collector? But Jesus didn't care what the people thought. His only desire was to make a connection with this lonely man. How often do we pass by the little people in our lives? I took some of our kids from Niagara Falls up to the Buffalo Museum of Science yesterday morning. It was great fun. There's all kinds of hands-on things for them to do. They love the wind tunnel. I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's like this it looks like a telephone booth, and you stand in it, and you can press the button to make the, the wind stronger or less. You can have a gentle breeze, or you can have a hurricane. And, and the kids loved it. They tried it out several times. But while they were trying that out, I was watching all the other young families go by, and, and they, there were a lot of little children there. And for a while, there was this one little teeny tiny girl. She came up to about my niece, maybe was a, a year old at the most, and she was standing in the middle of their floor all by herself, just kind of looking around, and I know her parents were over on the side keeping watch, but she's just kind of standing there all by herself, and the kids are running by, and the adults are walking by, and nobody seemed to look at her. And so a couple of us walked up to her and said, Hi, how are you today? And she just lit up and smiled, and I thought, what a blessing. What if I had passed by this little person and hadn't noticed her? I would have missed that wonderful blessing. And sometimes we do that with people. It might not just be children. It might be other folks who are maybe the poorer people, the people of lower estate, but it could also be shy people. Or it could be people that are a little bit different than us, maybe the ones living out on the fringes of society. Who is the Zacchaeus in your life? 
Maybe it's the widow down the street who's feeling lonely. Maybe it's a teenager that's had a little bit of trouble and is, is wanting help with making some decisions. Maybe it's a neighbor who just moved into town who comes from a different place, a different religion, a different race, who's having trouble fitting in. Maybe it's a friend that's suffering from depression and doesn't know what to do. Maybe it's the stranger right here in worship, someone that you've never met or never gotten to know. How can we reach out to share the love of Jesus Christ with others, just like he did? Well, first of all, we can notice people. We can recognize that maybe they're new or they're different. And then we can be accepting of these people and even though they're different, be glad and welcome them. It might be that we have to make space in our, in our close relationships and in our circle of friends. And we may not at first want to include somebody that we don't even know, maybe somebody we don't even like, kind of like Max as he was waiting for Katie to come home from work. Oh, yes, I'm so psyched to see you too, buddy. Okay, boy, calm down. It's okay. Let's all be calm. Now, I have some big news. Ugh, I know this will take some getting used to, but but I think it's going to be a great thing in the long run. Oh. Max, this is Duke. He's going to be your brother. No, no Max. Okay. It's going to be all right, Duke. It's okay. Oh, see, he likes you. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Duke. Take a look around. I know, buddy. This is a lot to take in, but he didn't have a home. So you and I are going to have to take care of him. Ugh. Okay? Oh my gosh! Duke found our lost ball! What a great team we're going to be! <laughs> uh, what a great team we're going to be. Do you think Max feels that way right now? Not so much. Sometimes it seems like People come into our lives at the most unexpected and inconvenient times, and Max must have felt that way, a little bit like the beloved only child who's suddenly told he's going to have a brother. I never experienced that, but maybe some of you did. I was the baby, so I was the last one in out of three. But maybe some of you have felt that and know what it's like to have to make room for somebody else. It'd be like if my husband came home and said to me, hey, we're going to have a new wife in the family, someone to share. How do you think I'd like that? You know, <laughs> Not so much, not so much. It would be hard for me to accept. I think we can get pretty comfortable with who we have in our group of family and friends. And we just don't want to add more people. It takes time and it takes energy and it takes effort in order to include people and especially people that maybe are a little different from our normal social circle. There might be language and cultural barriers that are 
difficult to overcome. There could be lifestyles that seem totally out of sync with ours. It can be hard accepting differences, and yet this is what Jesus has called us to do. You know, one of the interesting things about the community dinners that we do up in our Niagara Falls church is watching the people building relationships. We feed about 75 or 80 people dinner each Thursday night in the falls, and I know some of you have come and helped with that or donated things, and I appreciate that. But it wasn't always easy at first, even though now they seem more accepting. It it was hard at first. The people of the existing Sunday morning congregation had to be willing to look out and notice the need in the neighborhood, that there were people going hungry and that they could do something about it. So that was the first step. And then they had to open up their church home to guests, people they didn't know who were a little different from them, perhaps. And then they had to open up their hearts in order to begin building relationships with their guests. They had to be really intentional about what they were doing. And yet now we see that different people are sitting together, and about half of the group stays for a worship service afterwards, and it's just wonderful to see the people praying for each other and praising God together. It's it's an amazing thing to see, but we had to be very intentional at first. I had to tell the folks from the existing church, when you come to dinner, don't sit with your own little clutch of people. Go out and sit with someone new and get to know them and make them feel welcome. And some of them took that to heart and really did it, and I think it made all the difference. Sometimes, as pastors, we want to, over the Lenten season, encourage all of you to do something. And this time, we're going to encourage you to do intentional acts of love for someone else. We very often give up something, usually something that's bad for us anyway, but this year we want you to do something good for someone else. We hope that you'll take these actions into your homes and into your workplaces and into your neighborhood, your schools, and on into the world. Do something good for someone. I mean, you can start right here. You can practice right here in the church. This is a safe place, right? Look around you and see all of the people here. I have to say, I don't know all of you by name, I'm usually in Niagara Falls on Sunday mornings, so I haven't got a chance to meet every one of you, and I know some of you are new. Take some time to get to know each other. Do you know the people sitting in the pew right near you? Do you know their names and what they're about? Do you have any idea what their hopes and dreams are? Have you ever asked them about their concerns? Have you ever offered to pray for somebody right next to you? Wouldn't that be an awesome thing to do? You can, you can start out making a difference in somebody's world just by noticing and accepting them and showing them a little bit of love. Now, I know somebody who's really good at meeting new people. His name is Pastor Bob. Now, he might not remember your name the second time he meets you, but at first, he will be the most friendly person. He drives bus, and sometimes he takes tour buses, and I've ridden with him. And when we stop for gas or we stop for a meal, by the time we get back on the bus, he knows the waitresses' names and where they go to church, and he knows the cashier's wife, and he's met the children, and he knows all about them because that's just kind of the outgoing sort of a person he is. In fact, sometimes I have to remind him, hey, we're on a time schedule. Come on, we've got to go and <laughs> get him moving again. But he's really excellent at this, so 
talk to him and ask him what he does. It's really great that he's willing to reach out in this way. So we can start out by taking that first step, by noticing and accepting others. It doesn't necessarily mean that we condone all of their behavior. I mean, you don't have to go out and become, you know, a drug-addicted person in order to meet people who are. You don't have to be a gambler or you don't have to live in any of the lifestyles that are not quite so pleasing in order to get to meet people and get to know them. The trick is to share the love of Christ with them and hope that God will help them to change their lives. We're, we're supposed to encourage people to draw close to God, but we're supposed to do it in a loving and gentle way. One of my favorite scriptures comes from 1 Peter chapter 3. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Jesus took the time to notice Zacchaeus. And he is the reason for the hope that we have. He intentionally created an opportunity for Zacchaeus to get to know him better. And Jesus wanted to help change the man's life. And he knew he could do this by spending some quality time with him. And when he did, the man was profoundly changed. In verse 8, Luke tells us Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. He's not just paying them back. He's not just doubling it. Four times the amount that he may have cheated them. And I think we see by this that Zacchaeus was not a wicked man. He just wanted to do something, and Jesus helped him to make that change. He wanted to give to the poor and repay what he owed. And sometimes we get the impression that people are wicked just because they're wealthy. But it's not necessarily so. The, the money and the power don't make someone evil. It's what we do with those things that show what kind of people we really are. Think about it. Jesus had all the riches and all the power and all the wealth of being divine, and yet he was willing to lay all of that down for each one of us. He was willing to die for us. In 1 John chapter 3, the apostle John writes this. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now next week, Pastor Tom is going to talk more about the actions that we take in caring for others. But first, I want you to think about how you can notice others and recognize what their needs are. How can you get to know the stranger right next to you and begin to develop a friendship with them. Can you look somebody near you right in the eyes and ask them, hello, how are you? And really mean it. Be willing to sit and listen and hear what's going on in people's lives. And maybe you could offer to take them out into the fellowship hall for a cup of coffee after worship. 
Now here's something that might help you out. Did all of you pick up a little piece of colored paper out of the basket on the way in? Yeah, some of you did, and if you didn't, you can get one on the way out. Here's the deal. Out in the fellowship hall, there are cakes, and the cakes have this color related to them. And so I want you all to go out and get a piece of cake. And while you're out there, maybe you'll find somebody else with the same color piece of paper. Say hello to them, especially if it's somebody you don't know. Just say hello and greet them and say, gee, this is really good cake. How are you today? And mean it. Really mean it. You know, you certainly should be able to do that here in the safety of your church. But next, can you take it out into the world? Can you do the same sort of thing? Can you connect with one new person this week and then commit an act of intentional love towards them? I'd love to hear reports back next week. You can write it on your friendship card or send me an email or tell somebody else in church and and let me know how this works for you this week. I'd, I'd love to be able to come back next week and say to you, as Paul wrote in this scripture, we ought to always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. The love you have for one another and the love you have for the world, I might add. I see the love that you have for one another, and it's my heart's desire to see that love for others growing, not just here in the church, but out in the world. Can you do that? Can you do that this week for the sake of Jesus Christ? Can you reach out as the body of Christ and share the love of God with others?
Jesus accepts everyone, absolutely everyone. Jesus looks out and sees children made in his image. We're all going to kneel down, bow down.
just imagine, yes, please be seated. I can just imagine Zacchaeus calling out to Jesus, calling out to God, and he came to his rescue. God came to his rescue. What an amazing thing that Jesus would notice this little man up in a tree, someone that no one else recognized, and he accepted him. He accepted Zacchaeus just as he's accepted each one of us. Today, we come to the table knowing that we're accepted here no matter who we are, whether we're new here, whether we're a member of this church or not. If, if we're seeking Jesus, we can come to the table of grace. As you're invited today, you'll, you'll be coming forward and, and receiving the piece of bread and, and dipping it in the cup and partaking right away. But you can stop by the rail to light a candle to represent your prayers, or you can kneel and be anointed for healing or for prayers. There'll be gluten-free elements available over on the right-hand side for those who need them. But you come and receive of God's goodness today. And as we come, we know that we should cleanse our hearts, that we should confess before each other and before God that we are not perfect and that we need God's acceptance. And so I ask you to pray with me. Dear Lord, I know that you are holy and that I'm a sinner in need of your grace. Sometimes I'll fail to do the things you want me to do. And sometimes I'll do the things you don't want me to do. I'm sorry, Lord. I ask you to accept me once more, to forgive my sins, to fill me with your spirit so that I can go out and reach out to others with your love. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Hear the good news. God loves us and he proved his love for us by sending his son into the world to live and to die and to be raised once again for each one of us. And so I can say to you with confidence, in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God.
Sometimes it can seem like such a hard thing to do the things God's calling us to do. But we don't have to do them out of our own strength. We don't have to do them out of our own planning. We do them by the leading of the Spirit as God pours into us God's power, God's grace, God's love. We can share it with others. God makes us able. And going out in his name and reaching those people who need to be reached, it's a great thing, but it's such a small thing in comparison with what God has done for us in Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave us his son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life, and that is what we celebrate here at the table. Come to the table this morning and receive what God has for you. Come expecting that God will bless you and give you everything you need to reach others for him. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You brought all things into being and called them good. From the dust of the earth you formed us into your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. When rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, you bore up the ark on the waters, saved Noah and his family, and made covenant with every living creature on earth. When you led your people to Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, you gave us your commandments and made us your covenant people. When your people forsook your covenant, your prophet Elijah fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. And on your holy mountain, he heard your still small voice. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. When you gave him to save us from our sin, your spirit led him into the wilderness, where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights to prepare for his ministry. When he suffered and died on a cross for our sin, you raised him to life, presented him alive to the apostles during 40 days, and exalted him at your right hand. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Now, when we, your people, Prepare for the yearly feast of Easter. You lead us to repentance for sin and the cleansing of our hearts, that during these 40 days of Lent, we may be gifted and graced to reaffirm the covenant you made with us through Christ. 
on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples. He said, take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup and gave you thanks and praise. He gave it to his disciples. He said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new covenant poured out for you, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together the prayer Jesus taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward?
And now our Lord Jesus Christ invites you to his table of grace. Won't you come?
like to invite you to stand as we sing our closing hymn. There will be times when we'll share tears together, but there will be times when we share a lot of laughter together, but we just have to notice and accept each other. As you go out this day, know that the love of God accepts you, that the grace of Jesus Christ cleanses you, and that the power of the Holy Spirit sustains you this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.